I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and we ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader, and with me, of course, is Nick Shermooksness. Nick, hello. Hello, David. How's it going? Good. Uh, Nick, it's time for us to do our secret handshake, our secret best friend's handshake. So we should we describe it to the audience while we're doing it? Yeah, yeah. Over over Discord like as we axle split across a rainbow and uh and here comes the lift. Oh <laughs> perfectly executed every single time. Maybe we should just like switch it to like putting our fists together and wh- wagging our thumbs back and forth. What do you think Maybe of that? Like a, a squishing sound or, or something. I don't know. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, folks, that was what a secret handshake sounds like. So make one with your best friend today, uh, and then let us know how uh, much traction you're in. We will not be paying your hospital bills. <laughs> Nick, we have a guest. We have someone. We're going to bring someone else into this nonsense. It's a cool dude. It's uh, someone who's brought our topic to us. It's Frank of Co-Opples Therapy. Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Dave. Hey, Nick. How's it going, guys? Um, what is up? I'm super jealous of you guys' handshake. I... <laughs> yeah, you got you got to see it in action. You know, you got to see all the glory and the fireworks. And at one point, there were puppets. It was. It all happens very I, fast. I legit thought it was the Wonder Twins at one point. <laughs> yeah, and then actually, that would be our secret handshake if Nick and I had one. <laughs> We wouldn't know that at first. It would just we would suddenly turn into the Wonder Twins. Dibs on Jaina. As would have the one of you has the young Dave ring, and then the other one has the older Dave ring, like the on the episode oh, the show what cover. Do, what does that make us like middle aged or <laughs> combined young David and older David? <laughs> we don't. Look, we don't need to go. We don't know. We need to go into that. But uh, as as Frank mentioned, he did bring a topic that we're here to cover. But before we get to that, I almost completely forgot because I got distracted by that that handshake nonsense. Uh Frank, you have a show, Coopples Therapy. Why don't you tell the people if they're not aware of it, what's what's that all about? What do you what do you do there? Uh so I yes, I have a show called Coopples Therapy. It's with my fiance, uh Dominique who goes by Damn Dami. Uh so the basis of our show is video games and relationships. So uh Every episode, we try to cover as much as we can about, well, I guess the topic line, the subject line is uh, they co-op video games, relationship issues, and themselves. So uh, we talk about ourselves mostly in the podcast, but we talk about like how our week is going, uh, what games we're playing, and what's new with certain titles. And then uh, every week as well, we have uh, something called Our Advice, where we find relationship advice that people are asking online and we uh take a stab at it and see what what our opinions would be now would you say that dominique and you are closer than ever as a result of these video game therapy sessions so to speak uh yeah um i think like the gamer rage goes away when we actually (laughs) co-op games because we actually know how who who plays what role in the in the relationship um she i would say she definitely wears the pants and then i wear the pants as well but so, so you know put, when it comes to video game terms if um who is cappy and who is mario from super mario odyssey oh i'd probably be cappy you know what respect if, if we play if it was like a rpg she's definitely high dps and i would be uh like a medic a, a medic tank you know there. So a paladin, basically. Yeah. Let me boot up my my MMO here. Yeah. Okay, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's cool. That's awesome. And uh, couples therapy is definitely something Nick and I probably need. But we're not getting it here today because we're going to be talking about Hey Arnold. 
This animated kids show follows Arnold, who lives in the inner city with his grandparents who rent tenement housing as he goes through his life at school and with his friends. This is the part of the show where we share our personal histories with the topic. Frank, you brought it here to us. Why did you pick Hey Arnold and what's your history with it? Um, I brought Hey Arnold um, because I was trying to decide on what to bring to the show. Um, it was either Hey Arnold or Tremors, uh, the movie series. Yeah. And um, hopefully, you know, I can come back on another episode and we'll discuss Tremors to the fullest. But I picked Hey Arnold because it was one of those shows growing up as a kid. And then thinking back to it now as an adult, um, it had a lot of life lessons. And I think that was one of the bigger things that I remember about like the 90s Nickelodeon, a lot of the episodes tend to have life lessons going on. And and there was always just kind of like like moral moral issues that the characters would be presented with. And it wasn't anything super over the top, but very generalized. But it was still one of those things like, uh, I don't know, Arnold always had like the best advice. And, and it was kind of over time, I think that kind of shaped a lot of how I was growing up as a teenager as well just trying to find the best solution for everybody all right so basing your life on arnold nick what about you what about your history with with hey arnold yeah i'm I'm happy to report that i did in fact have history with hey arnold oh, uh, it, was, it was it was <laughs> it was definitely a show that i watched as a kid uh and really enjoyed um it's it's been so long like it feels like it sort of fell down the ladder of like like the more memorable shows of my childhood but um but i do remember at least at the time like i and at least rewatching this and we'll get into it like i i didn't realize how much was flying over my head but somehow i i i do think uh especially again rewatching it that like parts of Arnold kind of, I kind of absorbed like osmosis or whatever. Like it, it, I could see like a through line of how like this character had impacted me. It maybe played a role in like maybe some of like my, my personality development a little bit. Um, so yeah, uh, Hey Arnold was definitely a staple of my childhood. What we're learning is that everybody is basing their lives and personality on <laughs> Arnold. Is it the same for me? I will answer right now. I don't uh, think so, but I did love the show a lot as a kid. It was a, a big hit for me. I remember watching a lot of it, even now when we're watching some episodes for the show. There's some very specific things that I remembered, um, and I'll talk about a bit more of those. We talk about some of the specific episodes, but like for an example, uh, the phrase dangerous lumber it's said in an episode titled Dangerous Lumber. And as soon as like the episode started, I was like, oh yeah, I remember, like, I remember this. I remember what like what's happening in this episode, like almost exactly. Same with some of the other stuff that we watched. So much of it was just in back in my head, taking up room for other important things. And that's the reason why I didn't go to an Ivy League school, is because of how much of Hey Arnold was just stuffed back in there. I don't it would be astrophysicist now if, 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 if only this show hadn't been on. I could have changed the world. <laughs> uh, I don't remember ever watching the the movie. I, I don't remember seeing the movie that was in theaters. And then there was another movie that came out like four years ago, which is like 15 years after the first movie came out. So I'm not sure how much the audience yeah. was still around for that. Uh, and I And one thing related to my life to this show. I used to, at my parents' house, at my mom's house, I had a room that was in the backyard. Like, it used to be separate. It used to be connected by a hallway, but they took the hallway out, and so it had kind of its own entrance, and um, really kind of great as a as a kid, and especially, like, as a teenager. I remember my friend uh, Bijan really liked my room and thought it was really cool, and he would refer to it as, like, the my Hey Arnold room. Uh, I didn't have a remote to, like, turn on the lights or, like, a uh, the couch didn't come down or anything but it was you know separated from the rest of the house and i had i had a futon that could convert into a couch uh so that was you know real cool i'll sometime someday tell the story of how that well it's not really much of a story it slowly fell apart over time on me to the point where it was eventually like i was lying in bed and then one side of it collapsed 
So oh, wow. I fixed it with duct tape, then turned it around and just started then sleeping on the other side of it. And that side eventually collapsed. So I don't know how I got on this, uh, but hey, Arnold's, it didn't affect my personality, but apparently my room in some way. Overall, liked the show. Thumbs up. Did you have the Did you have the skylight or the sky window room? Oh, or I the wish. sky window ceiling. I my room was no, nowhere near as cool as Arnold's room. I think we can all agree that we all wanted that room as a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like who didn't? I I had a room where I could have stepped out onto my roof, which sounds like a pretty cool like alternative kid thing, like to have in your past except i was too scared so i didn't <laughs> oh <laughs> well to be fair there's probably not a railing out there i'm not it's probably not osha safe also, yeah also it's like a, it was like a 250 year old house or something like crazy like that so i mean my, <laughs> like sort of added to the anxiety my stupid brain thought as you were saying 250 i thought you were gonna say like 250 foot drop i'm like yeah okay uh-huh sure it's like, Wait <laughs> yes, a i grew up in a 300 year old skyscraper <laughs> But which is probably it's obviously a lot taller than 350 feet. But in on this podcast, skyscrapers are only 350 feet. Sure, sure. Those are our histories with the topic. Nick, can you tell us a bit more about the world's history with Hey Arnold? Yeah, for sure. So Hey Arnold actually got its start in Claymation. Series creator Craig Bartlett worked on Claymation cutaways for the Pee Wee's Playhouse show that, if we all recall, is also where Morpheus of the Matrix got his start. Yep, Cowboy Curtis. Um, not, not important. Uh, these claymation shorts were about a girl named Penny and a minor character named Arnold. Years later, Bartlett was working with writers from the Rugrats to pitch shows to Nickelodeon. Uh, there were disagreements about what direction to go in, and Bartlett ultimately showed off his original claymation videos with the goal to show off his Penny character. However, the big suits decided Arnold was more interesting, and thus another beloved character was created off the backs of hardworking corporate executives. Uh, <laughs> After that, production began in earnest. They developed Arnold as a reluctant hero archetype, trying to do the right thing, even when it was even when it is inconvenient for him. Many of the other characters were based on people Bartlett knew while growing up. Bartlett said the girls on Hey Arnold were based on girls who either liked or didn't like him when he was in school. Oh. Hey Arnold produced five seasons between 1995 and 2004. Production in Hey Arnold actually wrapped in 2001, but a dispute over the them planned. Hey Arnold movie, The Jungle movie, led to Bartlett leaving Nickelodeon. The rest of the series were released uh, over four years. Eventually, The Jungle movie did release in 2017. There have been talks of a reboot in recent years, but so far, nothing has materialized. That's a history. That is. That's it. I didn't realize that. Uh, well, the, like the shorts didn't air on. Uh, on Pee Wee's Playhouse, did the ones with Arnold? They didn't, right? Or did they? Uh, no, I don't think they did. Okay. If I remember correctly, they actually aired on Nick more as like a in between uh, shows, like the when they had the commercials. Mm -hmm. The one I remember more distinctly was uh, Arnold in church, and he starts daydreaming in the in church, and then uh, they do the whole claymation. And I think that's one of the things that they kind of incorporated it in the show still, mm -hmm. where he would daydream a lot in the beginning of of the in the first season yeah a lot of the episodes open on arnold floating in space or surfing with a with a dinosaur and just kind of as the introduction of which is funny because like he's not really like an airheaded kid it wasn't then like everything is constantly being stopped because arnold is off looking in the distance and, and daydreaming about other things it was just like a, a little fun way to like well we can't put dinosaurs in hey arnold normally so hey let's let's put some in right here though i guess it also worked as a really nice framing device because every time then somebody would be like oh hey snap out of it and he's like oh what and then don't you remember that we're at this rehearsal for our school show about food yeah <laughs> that helga wrote that that was i so that was the first episode i watched um and I think it's because it was like the first aired episode, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, th th this was like right from the get-go is where I'm realizing like how different this show actually was than what I remember for things like them being tossed a bag of what was most likely drug money or some sort of illicit like 
they didn't get that money through for through regular means. You know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, you yeah, don't no. you don't you don't often meet on street corners and in, in fruit costumes for a handoff if it's legitimate. And, and one of my one of I really like the part where they hand them the money and they're like, "Wow, people in the in the city are sure nice." And yeah. it's like, <laughs> "Wow, people downtown sure are friendly." I've been. What do you I've, mean you gave the money to the wrong banana? <laughs> it is like it's it's such a funny concept. I did not write out write down enough of like the the dialogue, but something like the dialogue was super super clever. Oh yeah, yeah. I just love the concept though. That all right. So we're, so we're a criminal organization. Like all right, and here's the deal. I'm gonna meet you on a street corner and give you the money. Okay, great. So we'll just meet at a specific location. We'll have like passphrases or something. Nah, nah. Here's how it's gonna go. You're gonna be dressed in fruit costumes. Why? Why? No, don't. No, that way I just I know it's you. That seems a little obvious, doesn't it? <laughs> that would just be in these bright yellow banana costumes. What what are the odds of there being another group I, of people in, in fruit costumes too? True. So. Oh my gosh. And just how like adult it was in a way. I mean, other than like the whole drug money thing, but just like like part of their day they go to hang out at like basically at that that the bar where eventually they get found out. But like it's like sodas for everyone. Like they're just doing all these adult experiences. And I think that's something that I noticed throughout the episodes that I watched how in a lot of ways these kids were sort of emulating things that we we generalized from adulthood that maybe they didn't fully understand but the show like really plays with a wink and a nod well except for that episode where Arnold is trying to have the perfect Saturday I mean don't don't you now as an adult still try to have the perfect Saturday especially well, after a week of work not not on the on Arnold's level I, I'm not gonna eat cereal all through the Saturday morning cartoons and then ride my bike down the biggest hill in the city. And I forget what else was on that list. Those are the two that, that stuck out to me. Sit, Which you, I think it's sit through three movies, uh, like sit through three whole movies. And I was thinking about that list too. When I seen the episode, I thought to myself, like, uh, what time do I wake up normally on a weekend? Now? Right. That, like, <laughs> Um, cause I remember as a kid waking up early on Saturday morning to watch cartoons, but now I think about it as an adult, like on my day off, what time do I really wake up? And, and I don't think I'd, I'd wake up to watch all the morning shows and eat cereal the whole day. No. And also three movies is so much time. That is like your whole afternoon is gone and now it's evening. I went and I, and I, I mean, these aren't a perfect example because they're incredibly long movies. I sat through all three Lord of the Rings movies back to back to back. It was a 12 and a half hour day. But still, even if it was like half that time, you know, I was like two hours in before I was like, my back's starting to hurt a little bit and I got to buckle in for this. I, it's, it's just so much, so much time lost. This is why, again, we're not like astrophysicists physicists or whatever, super engineers. I'm assuming that's an actual profession, super engineers. Sure. Because um, <laughs> we spend our time sitting through <laughs> Lord of the Rings and watching Hey Arnold, apparently. No, that's, that's, I think that's fair to say about all of us. Uh, Frank, what, what, so of the episodes that you had selected, which admittedly, I, I imagine David, I didn't get through all the episodes that you shared with us, but for, for what you watched, which, which episode spoke to you the most, which one did you enjoy the most? I think the one that I enjoyed the most was the field trip episode. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the one famously known for Lockjaw, the monster from the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it ends up being a, a little small turtle in the end. And they they kind of get super disappointed. Um, when uh, when I seen that episode, I, I I definitely wanted to have that one for the show, and because I thought to myself, it, it kind of is that embodiment of what your guys's podcast is, where it's like it's either something that everyone talks how great it is, or it ends up not being great at all, and that's uh that's where uh. That's one of the main reasons I I picked Hey Arnold as well because I I just thought about you know the the I guess it's like everyone goes to the aquarium at one point in in school and then you see like the the big like uh, shark or the big uh, 
well that's in there and then you realize oh man this is such a cool animal that's here and then you go back a couple years later and you realize like well that that wasn't as big as i thought it was and that's what i think one of the bigger things that i really enjoyed about that episode was not just because of uh how they snuck into to steal the turtle and set it free and even then that was really funny because they threw it into the off of the pier and it just kind of slammed into like a, a gunk of garbage anyways <laughs> the <laughs> show was so forever real. yeah um, it also but, produced the great line of uh when they park outside the museum and he's like grandma this is public or pu- public parking or something like that and she's like well we're the public aren't we and then <laughs> <laughs> the grandma was such a good character um in the show yeah oh, but- she was so out there both the grandparents were. There's so many great lines from the the grandpa. Um, I remember the watching the the one where Arnold is going to get in a fight with um, Harold. That's the that's the big guy, right? Is Harold? Yeah. And he's he goes into his house and he's like really downtrodden. And the grandpa comes out of the bathroom and like they have a conversation. The grandpa's just like pinning everything of like ah you getting you're getting in a fight at school, eh? See, there's this big jerk at school. He says he's gonna says he's gonna beat you up, eh? Um, yeah. Gonna give you 24 hours to dangle, eh? That's right. And Harold's like, yeah. What do I do? And he's like, I honestly have no idea. And then <laughs> says the recurring line that would be for the grandpa, which is, "Don't eat raspberries." And, <laughs> And I remember also there's another one, not from any of the ones that I watch now, but he says, I think it's uh, when Arnold and Eugene are being really buddy-buddy for some reason, and Eugene is like really unlucky or something, or like Eugene is just kind of ruining his life. And the grandpa's advice for part of it was like, never go to Vegas with somebody named Lucky. <laughs> and for some reason, I've been recalling that line now, but I remember it distinctly from when I was a kid as being really funny. And I stand by, it still is. I think that episode was the one where Eugene gets a new bike and everyone's everyone thinks it's great, but then Arnold somehow like get it, like shoots into the street and gets run over. So then Arnold feels bad and like tries to make it up to yes. Eugene the whole episode, but everything he does causes Eugene a great deal of discomfort and pain. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like the I like the idea that um, I know most cartoon shows during the time didn't really have those references. But Hey Arnold tends to have a lot of references to either older episodes. And it's one of the weird things that I've seen, um, at least online when I did a little bit more research, is that the shows for season one to three um, were kind of all done at the same time. Mm. But when they were all released, uh, they they weren't released in chronological order. So a lot of the episodes, like they'll see references from maybe like season three and season one, but ultimately you do see the references. Like uh, I know, for example, I think in the later seasons, uh, they they mark Eugene as a jinx, and then eventually uh, Eugene kind of turns around and tells Arnold, "Well, all these bad things happen to me when you're around." And then he starts naming off a lot of things that happened in other episodes where Arnold was actually around Eugene. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know what, Arnold? I think you're the jinx. And Arnold gets so offended by that. And it's one of those things where I think if someone were to call you a jinx, you'd probably react the same way. I kind of remember that now. Yeah, now that you're talking about that. It's interesting that it had... I don't remember the continuity from ever like watching it, but I, I think that's... That's interesting to know about, especially that they, they put that in there and then eh, the airing order is all over the place, um, which mm. would probably disappoint me now as an adult. But as a kid, there's no way that I noticed that. Yeah. One thing I really liked about Hey Arnold and didn't really hit me until years later is you mentioned kind of before, like th- there is a certain level of realistic depiction of being a kid. And I think that's largely the appeal of the show is that it never tried to be adult in a way or like appeal to adults in a way that some other shows like really did or really have. This was a show about like being a kid and was fairly relatable in that way, you know, with the stuff that you do in school and the things you do with your friends on the weekend. But one thing that didn't hit me till years later was the depiction of poverty and not in a in a stark you know, we're, we're going to really like 
drive it home, but these are like inner city kids who, for self-entertainment, try to break world records and, and things like that. Like, they they aren't rich. Their adventures are never, we're going on crazy vacations and wacky things are happening. It's like, what can we do around our block, around our school, to amuse ourselves and pass the time? And that's where, like, all the adventures kind of took place. Right. I think one of my favorite lines from the show as well is uh, like, come on, guys, let's go throw rocks at a dumpster or come <laughs> on, guys, let's go throw rocks at the river. And it's just kind of like that was their form. Like you said, that's that's their form of entertainment because they don't, you know, uh, they, they're they're part of that. They're part of the inner city kids that don't have that much money. And then even then, like on some episodes for them, their ultimate goal is to everyone put their money together to achieve something as a group, like buying that go-kart, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's right. the, the episode when they are taking some sixth-grade girls to a dance, oh and it's such that, that's such a great episode. We can talk about this one for a little bit, but the part when they're in the cab and they realize, like, oh, we're the, we're the guys. We should be paying the cab fare. And they look at the, the fare, and it's $6. You know, it's, it's not, like, a huge amount of money, but they are going through their pockets, and they've got pennies. I think the, the most they have is like a dime. They, they don't have any money to their name. Also evidenced by the fact that they are wearing Gerald's father's clothes that he uh, pulled out of the attic, and they're using an outdated dating book for advice. Like 70s or something like that? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the 70s, late 70s, early 80s disco era dating book because he even calls them like foxy mamas and stuff yes <laughs> which in the context of the episode to be fair that it worked in the end maybe unintentionally but it worked also they became really groupy dancers yeah they i mean they got those kisses from sixth grade girls at the end <laughs> and that's another thing too like looking back now that i can appreciate they, they go with two girls and one is a white girl and one is a Latina. And in the end, it's not like assumed that like, oh, well, okay, we're going to put the two people of color together. And then we're going to put the two like white kids together. Uh, like Arnold is going with the, the Latina girl and I don't know how to say Latina girl. <laughs> that's, that's kind of redundant, but they like, they <laughs> go together and it's never like never talked about, never like brought up in, in any sort of way in, in a way that now as an adult looking at it, it's like, oh, I really appreciate that they just treated that as totally normal, that mm, there's yeah. no reason to discuss it or bring it up. And it's like, yeah, you can go to a school dance with somebody that's a different race from you, and who cares? Yeah, yeah I think... No, go ahead, Frank. No, go ahead, No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I feel like we've said this before on, on the show, but sometimes, with, I mean, it's not like the, the 90s were completely devoid of progressive ideals if they really have to be that you know but it still is interesting to think of these shows that we were watching and internalizing you know and not like i mean i definitely probably wasn't thinking about that aspect of the episode when i was a kid but i remember seeing it and i mean i mean just to be clear i have zero problems with those kinds of relationships so but it's like it, it you're right it was normalized it was just there and i think for the time that still was rare in a lot of media mm-hmm Rare, rare in a way that like they didn't address it in any sort of way where other shows might try to be like, huh, look at how we're doing this. Yeah. And I think, I think that was kind of the beauty of Hey Arnold as well, because there was a lot of things that they just kind of have let happen where, cause even with like Harold, uh, he's a, he was Jewish and it's not like they, they made an episode oh, yeah. specifically for him doing his bar mitzvah, but at the same time, this wasn't something that everyone, they didn't really make it a big deal that he was Jewish. They just said, oh, he's Jewish and he's having his bar mitzvah. And this is more of a, the moral issues of becoming, you know, a man in, in the, in the Jewish faith. And they didn't kind of like try to hammer anything else into it of saying like, look what we're doing, you know? And even with, uh, like we were saying with, uh, the sixth grade girls, um, they just let it nothing it wasn't anything to to make it seem like look what we're doing this like give us our props for doing this it was just no this this is a normal thing everyone should see this as normal you know and because we see it as normal right. and i think even growing up uh well 
I I grew grew up in the West Coast, and uh, I know Hey Arnold kind of take base more in uh, like the Bronx, New York. Yeah, but even being technically like an inner city kid, for us that was that's normal. Like you know that that's considered normal. Just dating someone of a different race or growing up in a neighborhood where there's multiple different races there. Right. Yeah. You're all you're all together and. It's like you know, there's not. I mean, there's there's a certain cultural divide, uh, definitely. Um, but like there, like so there's a certain cultural divide. But at the same time, you're all like ex- going through the same experiences together. You're all in school together. You know, if something happens in the neighborhood, it's, it it kind of happens to all of you in a way. Like I grew up in in a predominantly like white neighborhood, so I didn't have that so that that experience. But I can understand, like, if I if there were other people that were of like different race, it wouldn't have ever like phased me to have them be around and then like to feel just like integrated of people being part of my lives. Even like for my friends from school, you know, it's just we're all in school together. We all hate math at the same time. Yeah. It doesn't matter if our skin is different because you can hate math no matter what race you are. Math is the grand unifier that will save the world. <laughs> In a weird way, that's also kind of true because we need math to survive. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, interesting enough, like with the sixth grade girls episode, it was also like really adult. Like it, in some cases, it was tongue in cheek, but like, like say, like hey, the, when Arnold and um, why am I blanking on his best friend's name? Gerald. 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 Yes. But while uh, Arnold and Gerald are um like going through his dad's stuff and they're reading and stuff like that's clearly a kids doing things that they don't quite understand you know and acting it out but then there's stuff with like the way that the girls behave especially with their boyfriends and there's like a lot of like kind of toxic like issues with like their dynamics in terms of like the way that the the boys treat the girls and and all that and it's I, i think for kids it's interesting because I mean, as an adult, I see it clear as day, but I don't know as a kid, if I would have necessarily questioned those kind of behaviors as like, were the, were the creators actually trying to be critical of those types of behaviors or was it just sort of like, this is funny. We're going to put this in, you know, kids basically being adults, but not necessarily think of like how that could come across to actual young people. Well, and, and also the girls use Arnold and Gerald. Which is also not good. It's also it's like the fact that they were sixth grade girls, but I mean, they looked, I thought they were teenagers. Like they definitely, they don't come. I mean, I barely remember what it was like to be in the sixth grade, but I remember not like, I remember being still like a pretty little naive kid more or less. But I think the, the depiction there is that they're fourth graders and these are older women. So they, right. they made the effort to depict them then in a way that like you would feel the age difference between them. Right. So I'm going to reveal something now, since it's important to the show. Uh, a part of Hey Arnold was almost part of this podcast. So we have our opening at the beginning where some some clips from some different things play. And one of my original thoughts was I'm going to put a clip from Hey Arnold from uh, when he does that song that like, don't hit me when he's going to fight Harold. And that was uh, almost in the show. But ultimately, you know, he says, don't hit me. And it's like, well, that doesn't really work with the theming of what we're trying to do in the opening. But it was very close. We don't want to study nostalgia. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to tell people, don't, don't hit me. We want you to hit me. Right. Live in the moment, everyone. Stop listening to this show. Also, keep listening to this show. We're going to keep talking now. Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. I laughed a couple times in that one. That, that, that's what got me really good a couple times. Like, like Gerald hands arnold like a list and he's like uh like these are the things that he wants when when arnold dies and also also arnold had a a line that really got me that was like remember me how i am today not how i'm going to be tomorrow dead (laughs) the the episode was interesting because i really um when i forgot about how he like does sort of like the song and dance crazy thing at at the end and like I'm I'm pretty sure like I had m- memories flooding back where like I thought that's a great way to diffuse a problem. Um, <laughs> I don't remember exactly on the talent, but I do remember once like getting in trouble because I I ticked off my brother as kids, 
And apparently my idea to uh, mitigate the issue was to actually sing an apology song. I could give <laughs> on this show. So here's an exclusive, like I sang an actual song apologizing to him. Um, and, and we, you know, the, our, our brotherhood was restored. So clearly it works. I'm, I am advocating for singing to, to, to fix your problems, basically. What I'm saying. I think that's the best solution for anything, you know? I mean, it's a good lesson. Also, Nick, do you remember any of the, the lyrics? I, I really do not. And even God, if I did, sure. I would say the same thing because I'm not. <laughs> no. I'm sure everything rhymed, though. Well, as it as it should. I mean, what's it's not poetry. It's not a song. It's not I was gonna. I mean, I was gonna say I was poet laureate in you know the third grade. Speaking of music, uh, Dino <laughs> Spumoni was another thing. As soon as I heard that name, it just like flooded into my head. Dino Spumoni, but Dino Spumoni came up in one of the episodes that we watched, but I feel like he was also a referenced character at other times, right? Or am I crazy? Am I making that up? Is it just that one episode is so burned in my head? No, I, um, with Dino Spumoni, he is a reoccurring character in the, in the series. And, uh, one of the things is, is that, uh, I believe the first episode, not the first episode, but, um, within the first season, you find out that Arnold is a really big Dino Spumoni fan. And um, it's the episode with, or he becomes a fan of Dino Spumoni. It's the episode with, um, what's his name? The 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 bulldozer guy, the bulldozer boarder, uh, Ernie. He's Ernie gonna is. he's gonna bulldoze the theater where his uh, where Arnold's grandma and grandpa dated for the first time. And uh, coincidentally enough, Dino Spumoni. That was the first time he ever saying live in front of an audience mm-hmm. so that was like his first debut big break uh performance and uh the whole time it's everyone is a fan of dino spumoni and ultimately the way arnold saves the day is that arnold somehow gets a hold of dino spumoni to come to the to the theater before they knock it down for dino to say no this is my this is my debut uh venue this is where I debuted the first, my first song and, and, uh, please don't knock it down. And then everyone decides, no, we won't knock it down. Cause Dino Spumoni said so. <laughs> Which always works in real life. <laughs> that is such a sitcom or like, I guess maybe kids show thing where, and not that Arnold did this, but it's, I, it's reminding me of the trope of somebody making a promise. It's usually a school dance, right? Like, really big band is going to play at our school dance. And it's like one character is the one that made the promise and the whole episode. They're like, how am I ever going to get them to show up at the prom? And then they go and, and try as a disaster, but then they still show up at the end and yay. And that has nothing to do with this, but that's just yeah. where my, my, my mind went. But just that name, Dino Spumoni. First of all, beautiful, beautiful lounge singer name. That is such a good lounge singer name. Uh, I will say, uh, talking about the uh, similar to this episode, I guess in a way, the uh, the episode I I really appreciate, and it wasn't particularly funny, was the the baseball episode where in a similar situation, Hey Arnold's um, like favorite baseball player. Just call him Hey Arnold. I did. Oh my God, I knew I was going to do that. Yeah. I, I was thinking it earlier. Like I consciously had to not like, say "Hey." Like I was name. saying Arnold. He just called by his last name. What's his first name? Hey. <laughs> I knew I was Arnold. Hey Arnold. Ar- Ar- Arnold. Hey Arnold. <laughs> James Bond. In the baseball episode, uh, "Hey Arnold." Oh my God! I did it again. <laughs> yes. I did the, it again. Yeah, the ba- the baseball episode with. Uh, with Arnold, where Hey Arnold goes to stop it with in uh Mickey Kalen, and you know, some of the episode is just kind of like hijinks where Arnold and uh, oh my god, I just forgot, Gerald, 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 why do I keep I keep wanting to say Eugene, and I know it's not Eugene, but it's the first thing that comes to mind where Arnold and Gerald are you know, like they 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 get um they find out that that Mickey's like last game is like the next day. So they, they try to, they, they find money and there's like a cool little bit with Arnold's grandfather 
and then they they managed to get into the stadium after buying some um, not counterfeit tickets but like scalp tickets and they end up being in <laughs> seats queue or whatever so they're at like the super top of the stadium behind like a pillar but, but like there's some hijinks and some funny slapstick stuff or whatever but like so in the in the end arnold catches mickey's last home run ball especially after like early in the episode uh they there was some neighborhood guys that were like criticizing mickey like saying that he was kind of washed up he's done duh, duh, duh. and then arnold catches it and he's like people are like now like they want to buy the ball from him and he's like he's just not sure what to do with it and then he ultimately decides he goes back to the baseball stadium um mickey happens to still be there which is another like sitcom thing where like the average joe character is suddenly interacting with you know like a pro sports star um but they have this really touching moment and like mickey is getting visibly like upset and like sad about like this big change in his life and how it's defined him for so long um and then they end up playing catch um but like i i kind of was quiet for a second after the episode like i really felt it and just like this is a kid's show but it's really deep and meaningful and, and existential in a way. That That's revisited in the Dangerous Lumber episode. And in a way, their relationship kind of is because Arnold hits this ball that goes flying. The whole episode, you know, he he's afraid of playing baseball because when he hits the ball, he hits other people. And so he's really worried that he's going to mess up the game. But he hits it and it goes flying and it ends up hitting Mickey, you know, two blocks over. And at the end, Mickey comes across Arnold and is like, you know, oh, yeah, I, I know you hit that ball because like the ball hit me. And he's like, well, don't you want like, do you want to hear how the game wrapped up? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he like sits there with Arnold and Arnold starts telling him the story. And it just like fades out as they're having this nice little moment together. Yeah. I think that was a really nice callback, too, because uh, I that's the one of the other reasons I, I chose the baseball episode and the dangerous lumber episode, because they, they do kind of a, mm -hmm. a role reverse. In the in the episodes where Mickey Kaline is now the one handing um, Arnold his home run baseball uh, after Arnold overcomes his dangerous lumber, because he even mentions it where he goes, "Hey, I I found out that this is your home run ball, and I figured I'd give it back to you." So it's kind of that that kind of mutual respect between the two, where Arnold gave uh, Mickey Kaline his home run his last home run baseball and. Mickey Kaline comes back to give Arnold his kind of his first home run baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, take it as if Arnold were to start doing a baseball career. And I think another thing that I liked about that episode was when Arnold's at the at the hot dog shop, and then uh, he looks really sad. And Mickey comes and he's he's like, "Hey, you know what's got you down?" And he's just like, "No, I'm just, you know, I'm just dealing with my life problems." And and he goes. Is it the hot dog? Hey, kid. You look a little down in the dumps. You okay? Well, I've got this problem, Mickey. Is it the hot dog? No. It's not the hot dog, guys. So what is it? Well, yes. Like, you I, know, and everyone's really just like, like whoo! Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Everyone's bit. like applauding and stuff, so. I thought that was a really good bit on, on, that, on that episode. Yeah. This isn't a show that made me laugh a, a ton or kind of in an unexpected ways, but every once in a while they would get a really good joke in there that really got me like the, the hot dog one. Um, and sometimes like the grandpa, you know, would just say something just so off the wall. That was always very, very funny to me, but I didn't find myself laughing like a ton. And I'll revisit that a little bit, kind of why I think that is towards the final thoughts. As we're starting to get towards the end though, I do have to ask an important question of who has a more troubling head shape. Is it Arnold or Gerald? Now, I know instincts might say Arnold, but I want everybody to revisit the fact that Gerald has a shelf on his head. It's like perfectly round, but there is like a Lego protrusion on the top. <laughs> uh, also, the weight from his hair being that high up probably puts a lot of strain on his neck. I, I, True. I, think, I think it's a... I think it's a load-bearing bump on his... <laughs> like, is the skull shaped like that? I mean, Arnold is also troubling, because how did that happen? <laughs> and, well, I feel like know, baby heads are, like, kind of, like, you know, they, they, they're kind of soft when they're first born, so you can kind of mold them. So clearly his parents were just sociopaths. You think, uh, you think Arnold 
dealt with the same problems that Stewie did as a baby, jumping oh. on the bed and hitting okay. his head on the ceiling. Jumping, jumping so high he hit his head there. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only explanation that I can think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everyone in Gerald's family had similar shaped heads. Also, oh, it's see genetic. His brother, That's his brother had something similar, and his dad had something similar, but. The big difference is that Gerald had more hair than yeah. than everyone else. Uh, I and what hair too? When at first when I first started watching, I couldn't remember. I was like, "Does his skull go up there? Uh, is this is this a Marge Simpson situation where it's just hair, or am I like gonna find out at some <laughs> point that that is all all Gerald?" <laughs> <laughs> so at this point. Is there anything that we haven't discussed that anybody wants to bring up? Frank, I know you have like a ton of stuff that you probably want to talk about. Uh, So is there any like one big major thing you want to make sure we get in? I think I wanted to, um, one of the major things that I did want to talk about is just um, obviously the, the way they make references to older episodes or references since the chronological order of things were kind of messed up how they made references to future episodes but i i like the idea that they have they they make certain callbacks or they make certain role reversals depending on the episode that they are um but the bigger thing was uh the character of helga was one that i think a lot of people either could relate to or could just kind of see i guess the kind of sympathize with the with the issues that she dealt with her tormented soul of you know loving arnold but at the same time not wanting to show everyone that she actually cared about him Hmm. oh yeah oh yeah i remember like being into somebody probably around that age and maybe being a little antagonistic because for those reasons right like i didn't want people to know that secretly i'm harboring a deep love and I never had a shrine. I never had a shrine where I made. Uh, he says on there. Well, I yes, that's, this is this is evidence. I never had a shrine, and this is admissible in court. And uh, I never <laughs> stole people's chewed up gum and made an idol out of them. That is a troubling for, level of activity. I was going to say I I I really like the idea that. Throughout the seasons, um, the shrine becomes something else of like different items to represent Arnold. Mm -hmm. Because in the very beginning, it is um, a molding of his chewed gum to be shaped as him. And then later on, it's actually like a football with two um, broomstick or broom heads attached to it. And then after it's like a half a sombrero <laughs> with a with like a a traffic cone for the hat, and then she like puts on this tribal makeup and puts on the the sombrero to cover her whole head, and then she's like kind of parading around in it as her ritual before she goes to bed, and and then she accidentally falls, and her parents kind of see her with every the whole get up on, and she's like what i wear this when i go to sleep and then they're just kind of like oh okay and then they kind of just like let it go and let let it be helgo is so so weird but in a way now i appreciate the way that she was written and like the comedic ways in which she was used because it is funny when she's like making fun of arnold and then immediately looks around and pulls a locket out of her bag and it's like oh my sweet football headed angel <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I don't. I I feel like I thought I had something to say on Helga a little more poignantly. She she was a character that I feel like I probably was super annoyed by as a kid, but actually like in a weird way, like she has a lot of unhealthy tendencies and maybe some problematic cultural appropriation problems, but um, also like a, a like she was endearing in a way in the episodes I watched. Like generally, she was cranky, yeah, but there was something. The fact that she was, as we've kind of already said, like this internal conflict that wells up inside her. Uh, I think that a, a lot of us as we're kids, like we have a lot of these almost asinine, like 
like this isn't like a big deal in the big scheme of things but like we were really tortured by some of these first experiences like i don't want to like this guy but i do and how do i wrestle with those feelings and that's i think that's actually really honest yeah for sure i think there's there's something relatable about it yeah and i think a, a lot of it also with with helga's character uh, you start to they they have the whole Helga on the couch episode where she goes to therapy and they they see they kind of find the root of why she actually likes Arnold in the first place and it goes all the way back to them being in preschool the very first day and Arnold um Helga being ignored at her house by everyone in her family and then all of a sudden she goes to school and Arnold's the first person to actually show her almost any kind of attention and uh, somewhat of affection as well because he holds an umbrella to cover her from the rain. And she this is the first time she experiences someone actually paying attention to her and kind of giving her some positive attention as well. Wow. That's, that's actually it's too, real. Too, too real. We all know what it was like <laughs> to hold umbrellas over people. <laughs> We put the word out on the social medias asking people what memories they have about Hey Arnold. We got to it a little bit late, so we just have one answer here from a former guest of the show, friend of the show, Nick, who said what? Yeah, good old Rishi B says, the two most frequent things I recall were the episode where Gerald got his tonsils removed and he was bummed the whole time till he sang the closing line in Moonlight Bay. Uh, and the song with lyrics, Don't Hit Me, I'll Hit Me, that Arnold dances to in the pilot. Yeah. Uh, which is fair. So that's, that's uh, I was reading that on the on the wiki before, but yeah, because of the, I like that the, the, the voice actors were going through puberty, so they had to replace them. But apparently with Gerald's voice actor, they, I forget what it was, there was something where they, they ultimately, they didn't replace them, so they had this tonsil episode so that his <laughs> voice would be permanently different the whole time. For the rest, oh, wow. that's pretty smart and ne- necessary. Question mark. Again, again, as a kid, maybe I would have noticed that. Maybe I wouldn't have. I don't know. Like Doug, like from the show Doug, like when they t- changed Doug's voice actor, like that was very distinct. Now, I mean, that was a completely different voice actor versus the same actor for Gerald, just having a slightly different voice. Um, I will say it's a bit of a plot hole, though, because in the episode where Arnold accidentally tortures Eugene the whole time, he also gets... Actually, I forgot to bring this up. This is a really weird scene. He he gets his tonsils taken out. His voice sounds the same, the same so that's why I'm calling it a plot hole with Gerald. Yeah. But also, he makes a line where it's like... Arnold's like asking how he's doing. He's like, I'm fine. Like, uh, I don't know why they took my spleen, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? That's yeah. So- it's it's funny because uh it, it kind of proves more to the point of Arnold being Eugene's jinx because he comes and brings them flowers to get well and then he closes the door and I think it's like the number nine is on the oh, door and it like rotates falls, down yeah. to make it a six and then they go oh this is room six right the man that's getting his spleen removed <laughs> and then they just go yeah it is okay and then they go in and you know they remove his spleen and you would think the the nurses and the surgeons would be like well this is supposed to be like a a 40 year old man or a 50 year old man why are we doing this on the boy but they're just like oh whatever and they just get it go through with it i tell you the healthcare system yeah, oh, I can't believe all these 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 unbelievable things in this children's cartoon. Oh, I'm gonna revise anything <laughs> I was gonna say and just call it utter trash. But before I I start complaining, and also uh, people, if you want to share your thoughts, we would absolutely love for you to follow us on social media. Hit me one more pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's the way to find us. But before I get to my ranting and raving, I will let our guest go first, as we're going to now ask the question. Was, is this something that's worth revisiting today, or does it stay in the Hall of Memory? Frankie brought the show to us. What are your final thoughts? Um, honestly, I would I would recommend anyone to watch Hey Arnold. I think Hey Arnold uh, uh, is one of those shows that you can probably go back to almost at any point in your life after have watching it as a child, and you think, okay, like, you one 
you pick up on on things now as you get older because they do make references to like other movies and other pop culture things i know there's an episode i didn't put on the list but uh they do the scene from the godfather where they put a horse the horse head in sid's bed (laughs) and you know they he's like oh there was there's like horse hair everywhere you know instead of saying there was blood everywhere there's horse hair everywhere but um i i know i started after picking the show i started watching it and thinking i'm just gonna go through the episodes that i wanted for the list and now i'm on episode one of season five so so i've 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 actually binged it within the last two weeks of of uh trying to pick the episodes but I binged the whole the whole show and I, I'm like eagerly waiting to for like another year to pass so I can kind of sit through it again and and like show my nephews about the show as well. You're definitely not the first guest I've heard. He's like, yeah, I was thought I was going to watch a couple episodes of the show and I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Nick, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, I I think Hey Arnold is still a show that res you know it, in some ways it's it's really trapped in the '90s in terms of aesthetic and stuff, but it also still feels charming and endearing, and certainly the social issues that they wrestle with and the interpersonal dynamics and stuff are still very very relevant to today. And the animation, well, maybe a little bit dated in the earlier seasons, like actually looked really good. Um, even like the pilot episode they had created, uh, you know the one where he gets into the, or he does the dance fight thing, whatever, um, like also like, like looked really well. So yeah, Harold is, it's, it's funny, but like we said before, not in like a ha ha, like gut busting way, maybe occasionally, but like it's, it's funny in a poignant way. Uh, and I think it's nice to have shows like that, that you can come back and revisit. Uh, and I think that even for kids today uh, and, and adults, whether I think you've watched Harold or not, but if you're interested in trying out some of these cartoons, like definitely check Harold out. Yeah, I thought it was really nice to revisit the show, and I enjoyed doing so. But for me personally, it really was like, oh man, I see why I really liked this as a kid, because it's a show about kids being kids in, in really relatable ways. And now as an adult, it was nice to look back on that. But I didn't, I didn't personally feel compelled of like, all right, now I'm going to watch it. But if I had kids, this is a show that I would definitely be all for them watching. And if they wanted to, and if they came across it, like definitely watch some episodes with them. So I have nothing negative to say in that, in that regard. But just for me personally, after watching it, I was like, oh man, that was, that was a really nice little revisit. Mm-hmm. Well, what else is on? <laughs> not, not, not in a <laughs> negative way, but that's that's just kind of where I'm falling on that. And of course, listeners, we want to know your thoughts about Hey Arnold as well, what you remember. Even if we didn't get to share it on the show, we still want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. Hit me one more time.com slash contact and find all the ways to reach out to us. Frank, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me almost anywhere. Uh, my handle almost on everything is Polaroid Fox. Uh, so that's Polaroid like the camera, Fox with two X's. Um, so that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and then on Twitch as well. I stream um, almost every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then uh, you can also check out uh, the podcast show that I'm in, co Therapy. Uh, with myself and my fiance, Dam Dami, um, almost on any other podcast streaming service that you can be on, uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, iHeart, Amazon, and I believe we're on everything but Pandora, but that's because I don't have a Pandora account. So. <laughs> but um, but you can also check out our website as well, um, mine, PolaroidFox.com, and then CoopalsTherapy.com where you can catch us on the latest things that is going on with us. Great. Check it out. And you can find me. I'm going to let me say thanks for being here. Okay. I'm giving you a break for the night, David. Go home. When did you grow a spine? (laughs) Hey, Arnold taught me a lot of things. Oh, all right.
Hey Arnold isn't his full name. Hey Arnold. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram at palblamshazam underscore art or on Twitter at palblamshazam. Well, if people want to find me, thanks for being here, Nick. If people want to find me, they can find me under the username Davluz, that is D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter, Instagram. Find me there. Listening audience, thank you so much for being part of the episode today. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. <laughs>